the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thinking about health care these days? Well, you're not alone. And it seems that getting real information about the state of our medical system is tough to come by. That's why you've come to the right place with Dr. Bill, your radio MD. He's got the answers because he's a doctor. I said he's a doctor and he wants to hear from you right now. 877-969-8600. This is AM860, The Answer. And now, it's time for Dr. Bill, your radio MD. Good morning, everybody. This is Dr. Bill, your radio MD, coming on you, coming at you on 860 AM, The Answer. And we are the answer for you. And you can listen live if you go to the website, am860theanswer.com. And you can hear me 9 to 10 AM every Sunday morning, Eastern Standard Time. I'm your international Dr. Bill. I have a special guest with me this week. Pryor Smith, my best friend from Petersboro, Canada. What's up, Pryor? From Peterborough, Ontario, Canada, the voice of Canada calling. My name is Pryor Smith, and I am more than happy to be joining you this morning, as always, on AMH 60, The Answer. You got it, man. So we're getting ready for a new season, uh, although it's pretty warm up here. I don't, I don't know how many people are going to want to go south if it stays. Uh, by the <laughs> way, folks, I'm up in Toronto today. Uh, we came up to schmooze with the travel insurance companies, and we went to the cystic fibrosis ball last night that uh, Stephen Bonnie Griffith host, along with Scott and uh, Clint and Shane and all the folks that make it work. Give them a shout-out. They did a good job. They raised a few hundred thousand last night, so that's not bad. But it's a beautiful day prior. Oh, my gosh. Well, all I can tell you is uh, the reason why I have been doing Canada Calling on the radio all over Florida for the last 41 years and why the program has been on the air for the last 64 years of every day of every winter season is because upwards of 4 million Canadians bail out of Canada during the winter and go to Florida to escape winter. Well, let me tell you, uh, there is something really wrong here somewhere. I'm not sure what it is. But it is a gorgeous day here today. Um, We've had the nicest run of weather over the last, I'm going to say, three or four days that we've had all year. And here it is the, well, we're getting towards the end of October. Something's not right. Yeah, I I think that maybe global warming is a reality, but uh, we'll have to see. Someone told me that this is a prelude to an ice age. (laughs) I I don't know. Great for Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, except if the ice melts. Well, Uh, yeah, well. The, uh, the, the the story behind the story is uh, we live just north of Peterborough, Ontario, which is about 90 miles northeast of Toronto. And when I built the place that we're in now back in 1991, we moved in in September. And on November the 2nd, it snowed like crazy. And winter didn't stop until the middle of April. So yeah. it can happen. It can happen, folks. So even though it's a gorgeous day here today. Oh, no. 
two weeks from now, we could be having snow and all hell could be breaking loose. But, boy, we'll take this as long as we can get it. It's just a gorgeous day here today. Well, I feel like I've come up here to flush the quail out of the bushes and push them south, or the snowbirds, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> my plan to bring cold with me didn't work. Well, I'll tell you, I haven't seen the geese flying south yet. Uh, normally, they fly over the lakes where we are and head due south, but I haven't seen the geese flying south. So between well, temperatures in the 70s in the final week of October, the geese not flying south, I don't know. There's something going on somewhere. There's something going on. But I want everybody in Canada and in Florida to know that you're still welcome. We love you Canadians. We want you to come down. You're an integral part of our economy and friends and neighbors. Uh, I see Canadian flags dotting all the little neighborhoods around my office, different houses that I guess the Canadians either own or rent for the winter. And it's a, it's a heartwarming sight. Well, we shouldn't use that word warming. We want things cooler so then when you come to Florida, you're warmer. But, yes, well, like I say, the, this weather that we're having right now, it, <clears throat> this isn't going to continue, I can assure you. By the middle of November, you will see the Canadian license plates, primarily from Ontario and Quebec, all over the place. Like I say, in recent years, uh, the, the Canadian presence in the state of Florida has numbered in the range of 4 million, which is astronomical when you stop to think our, yeah. our, our total population is only about 36 million. So yeah. figure it out, folks. That's an awful lot of Canadians. Of, yeah, 10% of Canada visits Florida every year. Yeah. And we're about 20 million now in Florida. So we swell our ranks in the, in the winter by 20%. Well, just just think of the gravy, yeah. buddy. That's good gravy. Yeah, just, just think of the economic impact. Uh, the, the Canadian presence in Florida is basically in about 15 pockets around the state. Tampa Bay, of course, is one of the biggest and always has been. Just think of the economic impact of four million people. In the in the classic words of a of a fellow that I worked with with public supermarkets, you know, I've worked with him for many, many, many years. When I first met him years ago, he said, "You know something, son? They all got to eat." <laughs> And, and buy gasoline. <laughs> and buy gasoline and buy a whole lot of other stuff. And rent, and, and that's right. Oh, yeah. and, and hopefully they'll need a little health care, nothing life-threatening, but yeah. enough to drive them into our office. And that way we can get to know you all better. Well, Canada Calling is presented in part on AM860, The Answer, formerly known as WGUL. WGUL is a kind of a special place in my heart. Because we've been on the radio station there for somewhere in the range of about 33, 34 years. It's incredible. But anyway, uh, presented in part by the CanCare Clinic. That's 38, me. 38th Avenue North by a guy by the name of Dr. Bill. Dr. And it's, Bill. It, it's incredible, you know. During the summertime, when I run into people whenever I'm out and around who have been to Florida during the wintertime, the number of times the mention of the CanCare Clinic comes up and Dr. Bill You've even you've even serviced several of my neighbors, nope. so so obviously uh, you're the doctor uh, away from home for so I'm many Canadians throughout, throughout Tampa Bay. Yeah, I'm your family doctor, exactly. Down in Florida, so we're we're there for you. And you know, hey, prior we can't leave out Newfoundland, although we see mostly Ontario and Quebec licenses. I got to tell you, there's a disproportionate number of people from Newfoundland, from St. John's, and from the island. And I, I just can't believe how many come to our office for that such a small population. I don't know what it is now, what, 
maybe a hundred thousand people live in that area. Yeah. Yeah, so somewhere in that range. By the way, I got to give you a pronunciation guide. Okay. Understand Newfoundland. Understand Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Well, that's, not the, that's not the way they say it. The emphasis is on the land. Newfoundland. <laughs> I think I've got it now. Newfoundland. Yeah, I think Eric the Red actually started St. John's in, back in the day, back when the Vikings were wandering around the North Atlantic, I think he set it up and named yep. it after his favorite saint. Yep. You got it. So we, we don't want to forget those folks because they're very vital to our clinic. We rarely see anybody from out West. Uh, once in a blue moon, we'll get somebody from Vancouver, but that's about it. Mainly uh, you're right. It's, it's Ontario and Quebec. The uh, uh, numbers, the, the numbers traditionally have, yeah, the, the the numbers have been traditionally in the range of about sixty six percent from Ontario, and a vast majority of those are within a hundred miles of downtown Toronto, roughly fifteen eighteen percent from southern Quebec, uh, dribs and drabs from the Maritimes, virtually nothing from Manitoba West. The reason being, diagonal travel just doesn't happen. Uh, folks from southern Ontario, southern Quebec. And eastern Canada go due south. They go due south to Florida, to the Caribbean, to the Bahamas. Folks from uh, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta tend to travel due south to Arizona and the Texas Rio Grande Valley. And folks from the southern BC coast, Vancouver Island and such, go due south again to uh, southern California, Palm Springs, and over to Hawaii. So diagonal travel doesn't work. It's due south. Yeah, well, it's the shortest distance between a, yep. a nice warm spot. So that makes sense. And uh, not only do the Canadians add to the economy, but, you know, Canada's been integral in every aspect of America's existence, including our Revolutionary War. We, <laughs> uh, we had one little sortie up into, up into Canada uh, and... That didn't work out so well. So no, that didn't go. Around. No, that didn't go well. <laughs> so the guys turned around and came back, and uh, and ever since though we've had a good relationship. I like to tell my Canadian friends when they uh, start to give me a little trouble about the United States and our politics or, or whatever, and I say, "Well, listen, guys, you stayed home for two hundred more years. We got up and left when we were eighteen and said we'd had enough." So. <laughs> We got our, our daddy older sister on our northern border. Well, exactly. You know, th throughout this, uh, oh, I guess over the last year or so, when NAFTA has ever so much been in the news, thanks to President Trump, and he keeps talking about what a rotten deal it is. Well, it is a rotten deal as it relates to the U.S. and Mexico. But with regard to Canada, the NAFTA thing has pretty well been a saw for years. And the thing that most people don't quite realize is that of the 50 states in the Union, 35 of them have Canada as their number one trading partner. Yep. Now, that's a pretty good deal. That's a good deal. Yes. The, the other aspect of this is that we actually had a, a trade agreement with you guys before NAFTA, and NAFTA was actually based upon the model for it was the free trade agreement that Canada and the United States already had in place. Now that yeah, exactly. NAFTA NAFTA expanded uh, somewhat the items that would be duty-free. So, and it, it threw in a few other things prior. There was uh, 
a readdressing of intellectual property rights, copyrights, and also there was a, a deal on the labor unions and how that would be addressed so that everybody would feel happy about it. Of course, you want all the people out in, in Hollywood to love it so they don't bash you on the TV and <laughs> airways, so you give them the intellectual property rights. But uh, I don't think that it's going to affect the United States and Canada uh, to any extent, but boy, the Mexicans. You know, the, they had a 10% tariff on everything coming in from the United States prior to NAFTA, and now it's down to 2 or 3%, and the Mexicans have benefited greatly from this. Their cost of living has dropped. Their uh, uh, nutritional status has improved. The kids are stronger. They're graduating many more college students. They're building a, a middle class. And I, this is a little fact I didn't know, that they graduated more engineers last year than Germany. And, hmm. that's, and that's, I know they're a little bit bigger population, but still just the fact that they have caught up and surpassed Germany says something about how they're doing. I, I think that the folks in in leadership in Mexico have really missed the the exclamation mark here and I think they're going to do themselves and their country a great disservice by not bowing to our wishes that is Canada and the United States because I think Trudeau's kind of feeling the same way Trump is even though he's not as big a mouth <laughs> yeah you got that right but we got to have some entertainment well, that, that is true. Can I talk to you about a couple of medical issues and perhaps somebody out there might relate to them? Sure. And these are a couple of medical issues that I must admit, I, I, I try to think that I'm plugged in, but this kind of took me by surprise over the past year. Uh, one occasion was my wife had gallbladder problems and it led to surgery back in the spring. And I never realized up until then just how widespread gallbladder problems are among an aging population. And really, it's not among an aging population as it is among the general population. It seemed that when my wife was about to go in for this surgery, we started talking to different people. And it was incredible the number of people who have gone through it, are about to go through it, or know somebody who has gone through it. And I could just not quite imagine that it was that widespread. In my wife's case, uh, she was having gallbladder problems over the past couple of years. So she was to go in for a quick, uh, it was like a half-day procedure, whereby they go in microscopically, they go snip, snip, take the gallbladder out. Four hours later or five hours later, you're heading for home. Well, right. it, it turned out that it wasn't that way. The, her situation was far more severe. She wound up with about an eight to nine inch scar. Half the gallbladder was removed in a delicate procedure by a, a veteran surgeon who's been through this many times before. So she now has half a gallbladder. But in any event, she had a recovery period instead of about three weeks like you would normally have. Her recovery period is about five months. Wow. And when you talk to different people, they say, oh, yeah, you know, no, our procedure was much simpler than that. It was in a date out of one. And it was snip, snip, and zip, boom, bang, it was done, a three-week recovery period. But what got me was the number of people, and I don't know if it's because of the aging population or what, it's incredible to me the number of people who are going through it or have gone through it or know somebody who has. Well, it is a big problem. It's probably the second most common belly procedure after the appendix. So it is something that we have to keep our antenna up 
to recognize. And the problem is not only that if you have a severe case of cholecystitis, which is the medical term for an inflamed gallbladder or stones in the gallbladder, which are also part of the syndrome. Yeah, she had, both, time, she, she had both of the above. Yeah, cholelithiasis and cholecystitis. And then there's cholelithiasis, which is a stone that's gotten through the little tube out of the gallbladder into the common bowel duct, which empties into the small bowel just past the stomach. So there's a number of different uh, disease entities or itises that you can come down with to get a stone stuck in the common duct is a real pain in the you-know-what. And it's a, a very delicate procedure because the gallbladder and the bile duct are so small <clears throat> that they uh, they don't readily allow a stone to go through. Yes. So then you have to do uh, retrograde ERCP, which is where the the GI guy puts a scope down into the stomach and the small intestines, and he takes a real small wire and wiggles it up through the gallbladder duct and tries to break up and snare the pieces. Or uh, if that doesn't work, then you have to have an open procedure where the surgeon pushes it through from the top end. So it's it's a real big deal. And what happens is if it goes too long, if the gallbladder is too inflamed or there are too many stones, it's too big, then you can't get it out laparoscopically or with the robot because the incisions are too small that you make for the laparoscopic and robotic procedures. So then you have to open up the belly so you can get your hands around the whole thing and get it out. And if it's inflamed for a long period of time, it can be stuck to surrounding tissues. So mm-hmm. then you have to dissect that out. And she probably had some chronic cholecystitis and probably had some adhesions so that it was kind of stuck down and he couldn't take all of it. He took what he could without doing damage to the surrounding tissues. Mm. It's extremely common. And we used to say, and this doesn't hold true anymore because it still uh, hits everybody, but a female, the four Fs, female, fat, fecund, and 40. Fecund means you've had some kids, and we all know what female and overweight means. But that mm-hmm. was the four Fs that we used to, to talk about. Now, the, the big problem here is heart attacks can occasionally look like a gallbladder. Well, boy, I'll tell you, when she was having a gallbladder attack, and by the way, she has always been very fit throughout her life. Uh, You know, she looks like the perfect human being in terms of of, of staying in shape. But whenever she would have one of these attacks, you would swear she was having a heart attack. It was frightening to watch it. It is, and one of the ways you can differentiate outside of the usual chemistry test, blood test, and EKG is uh, if the pain is spasmodic if it comes and goes. So that is a hint that it's gallbladder and not the heart. Mm. But it's important for not only for patients, but also for doctors to remember that belly pain is not always belly pain. It can be reflective from somewhere else, right? Absolutely, because the innervation, the nerves that, that carry the, the uh signals back to the brain to say that I'm hurting or there's something wrong. There are a lot of nerves for our fingertips and our five senses. Uh, The eyes get the most. Uh, They have a whole little section of the brain to themselves. But as you get further down the body, then it starts to become less, uh, less accurate as to exactly what part of the body is hurting. And the reason that this is done is because the brain doesn't consider that a high priority in terms of, uh, 
knowing where you're at and what you're doing and mm-hmm. getting through the day so that you have all these lines coming in instead of having five operators in the spinal cord that are plugging into higher centers. You only have one for the chest and the belly, perhaps. Hmm. So then the, the brain can't tell where it is, and it says, well, we'll take a guess. I think it's the stomach, when it could be your heart. Yeah. So can, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Can you tell me why it is so prevalent these days? And like I say, up until it hit home here about a year or well, three-quarters of a year ago, I had no concept that this problem was as wide-ranging as it is. Well, I think a number of things have changed over our lifetime prior one being that uh, the women were taking hormones for birth control or for uh, menopause, which is a relatively new, and by relatively new, I mean within the past 50 to 100 years that all this came about. Also, we're eating more, we're packing in more calories, and cholesterol is processed by the liver, and cholesterol stones will precipitate or form inside the gallbladder if there's too much cholesterol to the surrounding fluid. So it's like a super-saturated fluid. So weight is a problem. Uh, of course, with age, everything happens, as yeah. you and I are finding out. Uh, hips go out and so on. I don't know if the absolute percentage is greater. It probably is, but I haven't done, some, I haven't done any research on that. But certainly there are a lot of factors uh, in, in besides genetics in our diet, in the medications we take, and our lack of exercise. Uh, a number of different factors will play into this. Now, hmm. Sometimes you just got it, you know, it runs in the family and there ain't much you can do about it. There's really no good medication for it. We tried some a few decades ago and it would dissolve the stones and then they'd come right back. So this is still primarily a surgical problem. Hmm. Well, you mentioned the other problem and that is hips. Yeah. <laughs> and again, And again, until I began to encounter a problem with a right hip, about a year ago, again, I had no concept that the problem with hips and knees, now I guess I guess it's a, you know, a case of a, an aging population, but I had no concept that the hip and knee situation, replacements and such, is again as widespread as it is. But again, everybody I talk to or I've talked to in recent months, oh yeah, they've already had the thing or again, they know somebody who has. And that's, a, that's another item that we need to take a look at. We're living longer, and since we're living longer, we're using our joints more, obviously, and so that's going to, just by the gravity and the, and the friction that's produced and the gravity of our bodies weighing down on our hips and backs, that's going to erode the cartilage and kill the joint quicker than, I shouldn't say quicker, but there will be more of us with these problems because we're living, more of us are living longer. Yeah. There's also a genetic factor that we're not fully um, sure about, but there are some treatments, and I know that you took the glucosamine and the chondroitin sulfate, which is uh, one treatment, and that's over-the-counter, and it's, uh, it's shark cartilage, basically, and there's not a lot of studies out there, but there are a few studies that suggest that over time it can build back up some of the cartilage. It also has an anti-inflammatory component to it, like uh, aspirin or ibuprofen, Motrin or Aleve or any of the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. By the way, Tylenol is not an anti-inflammatory, so it won't work as well for hip pain and joint pain mm-hmm. as the 
non-steroidals will. So, but at any rate, there's a double effect, and primarily it's anti-inflammatory when you take the glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate. But there are some small studies that suggest that it can help rebuild the cartilage to a small degree, which may be all you need. Yeah. You know, you hit that cliff where there's just not enough cartilage left to keep the bones from rubbing together, and then you're in deep doo-doo. Well, I was told that um, in looking at the x-rays, while my left hip is like the day it was new, the right one, the cartilage is, it's not gone, but it's getting there. And when I was looking at these various studies that you've talked about, it seems that nothing is conclusive as it relates to glucosamine and chondroitin, but it does indicate that something works somewhere, but nobody can quite substantiate it. Is that is that basically the situation? At this point in time, yes, it is. And uh, we used to poo-poo it, and now the orthopods, the orthopedic surgeons are all telling their patients, we'll take that glucosamine and chondroitin sulfate. And I think that's what your doctor told you, too. Try that yeah. first. Yeah. And uh, it, it worked for you, apparently, at least to this point. Well, it's helping. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, there's not you're not going to cure it because this is a, a chronic degenerative problem, and uh, we live longer, and we're going to keep walking as long as we can. And when we stand up, we got to fight gravity. <laughs> <laughs> when we got to fight gravity, we got to have a little cushion between the, the the various bones in our back and our neck and our hips and knees. And and of course, you were a, you were a roughneck when you were young. You played ice hockey for what forty years? Pretty close to it. <laughs> Now, did you play semi-pro, or was it just for fun? Or no, it was just, no, it was just for fun. But over the years, I've played hockey for years. I've built three houses from bottom to top, helped to build a whole bunch of other ones. I've restored 21 antique wooden boats. So I guess the wear and tear eventually catches up to you, and I guess I'm I'm not alone because, boy, the number of people I talk to who have gone through uh, hip replacements, knee replacements, uh, or know somebody who has, it is mind-boggling. It is. And also the low back is a big problem. And it used to be a much riskier procedure to have low back surgery with only 50% of the people getting any relief. Uh, Now in the hands of a good surgeon who knows his stuff or her stuff, you can actually come out of it with some relief. But uh, the knees and the hips are so common now, and it's gotten so cheap to do, at least from Medicare's point of view, you know, you can get in and out with under ten grand for a hip or a knee that the insurance companies and Medicare will pay. So, oh, by the way, that reminds me, when everybody comes down to Florida, if for some reason your travel insurance company is not going to cover you for uh, an extended workup or a hospital admission, uh, make sure that you ask for self-pay rates because they are much, much, much cheaper. They're a fifth the cost of what the hospital's will charge you and probably half the cost of what the doctors will charge you. So when you go to the ER, if your travel insurance company says, well, go here, but you're not covered and you got to have your gallbladder out, well, then you go in and you say, I want a self-pay rate, which are Medicare rates, and they're really not bad. That way you won't have to sell the home and the, the, the kids uh, yeah. and the dog. So that's a good thing to know. And also for Americans, if you're without insurance, ask for a self-pay rate. And you'll get one. It's about the same as Medicare rates, which are actually pretty cheap. Uh, all this stuff about American health care being so expensive, uh, it's a little bit, you know, it's a little fuzzy. Uh, 
little bit of the socialism coming in there from the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development. And whenever I see the word cooperation, I, I tend to think, hmm, is this, uh, is this for us or against us? But Yeah, like who's, who's cooperating with who? Yeah, this is like 27 nations and the United States is part of it. And they do a price comparison and they do a price checking. And so what they do first to make everything equal is they go in and see, well, how much does a Snickers candy bar cost or how much does a new Ford cost? And so then they get all the costs from all these countries and they take the currencies and they level it all out. And then they go from there. And they're always bashing the United States. But uh, that's okay. We still have the best health care system for the number of people that we service. You know, we're 320 million people now prior yeah, and we're growing like crazy. You guys are growing too. My goodness, when I first went up there, back in the 1960s, there was 15 or 20 million people. Now you're close to 40, aren't you? You get there, Yeah, it's about 36. And you mentioned the magic term travel insurance. It used to be up to about 1990 or 91. Everybody would just pack up here and go to Florida and. No problem whatsoever. If anything happened down there, OHIP, the Ontario Hospital Insurance Plan, they're all provincial plans, would cover you no matter what. Well, all of a sudden, the Ontario Hospital Insurance Plan and others discovered that the medical system in the U.S. was draining them dry. And so they put a limit, they capped a limit on how much coverage you would get from the province, whichever province you left, on a daily basis. Well, that amount wouldn't cover so much as a hangnail treatment. So it became necessary at that point, this was back in the early 90s, to get yourself travel insurance. And right to this day, that is a situation. And the trouble with travel insurance for those who are getting up there in years is that the older you get, the harder it is to get it, especially if you have a pre-existing condition of some kind. And so inevitably what happens is people get used to that Florida lifestyle during the winter. Uh-oh, all of a sudden they can't get travel insurance for one reason or another related to their medical condition. So they decide, hmm, well, I'm not going to miss out on my winter in Florida, so they simply go. Hmm, then what happens? Yeah. Well, something happens when you get there, and then, boy, you're in a real stew. Because the meter is running the second you wind up in hospital. You're not covered by anybody. You're in deep doo-doo. You got that right. And so the moral of this little story is, for anybody who is listening out there, if you're a Canadian who has headed south to Florida, if you're already there or if you're planning to go, make sure you get the travel insurance. Uh, There are different ways of getting it. You have to shop around. Just don't take the first one that comes along. But you've got to shop around. You cannot travel south unless you've got it. And boy, the number of times I've seen instances over the past, I don't know how many years, of people who just say, well, I couldn't get the insurance, so I'm heading south anyway. And within a matter of days, they're in a hospital down south, and all of a sudden, they're financially ruined. It's it's a big problem, Prior. Now, again, I can't stress enough for both Canadians and Americans to ask for a self-pay rate, and you won't be broke. Now, the other part of this is that at our clinic, CanCare Clinic, Bay Area Medical, we have self-pay rates as well. And we work with Canadians as well as Americans uh, who are short on insurance, if I can put it that way. And we're happy to see you and talk to you. And if you think that if you think you got a life and death situation, you know, then please call an ambulance and go to the ER. But if you think it's something that 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 we could perhaps treat 
on an outpatient basis or just a few days inpatient, come see me, come to my office, and we'll negotiate a self-pay rate for you and help you through it, and we'll make sure that you're not uh, drained dry of your life savings. I mean, there's really no reason for that. Uh, this, this, we're, we're just not that expensive. What happens is these hospitals, they lose money on the indigent patients, so they're looking for somewhere to make it up. And when they see the Canadians coming and the travel insurers coming, <laughs> you know, they, they're like, oh, let's mark this up 10 times and, yeah. and let them fight their way down. But uh, I've helped negotiate a number of, of situations where the travel insurers were on the hook for one or $200,000 for something that really wasn't, was nowhere close to that in, in value and have helped them get it down in the 50000 range for a ten or $20,000 visit, which they are not happy to pay, but they're a lot happier than having to pay over 100000 for for a hip fracture and a hip replacement, which is is kind of kind of out of uh, the ballpark, in my opinion. But, you know, it's not my business. I don't run the hospitals. And they seem to be doing okay, whether they're for-profit or not-for-profit. Basically, they all do the same thing. If they see somebody coming, you know, they, they got them on the hook, then they're going to see what they can skin off of them. Yeah, do, yeah, dollar signs pop up everywhere. A, a neighbor of mine just uh, just a short distance away from here spends his, matter of fact, he's there now. He and his wife are in Englewood, just uh, in the Port Charlotte area. And a couple of years ago, he had to have open heart surgery. It became, uh, oh, it, it just came on him just out of the blue. Uh, he was covered with travel insurance, but he wound up in the hospital in Venice, just down to the south of you. The bill rolled in in the range of $100,000, and I understand that with his travel insurance company wheeling and dealing and let's make a deal, the final bill wound up in the range of 14000 There you go. So you gotta, you got to negotiate, my friend. And while we're thinking about how we're going to negotiate with these crazy Americans, I'm going to go grab a cup of coffee. I'll be right back. <laughs> this is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A lot of star power of political nature gathered in Texas last night. The five former living presidents all gathered for the first time since 2013 to promote a concert to raise money for victims of devastating hurricanes in Texas, Louisiana, Florida, Puerto Rico, and elsewhere. Presidents Obama, Clinton, Carter, and the two Bushes gathered at College Station, Texas, home of Texas A&M University. $31 million has been raised so far. The Houston Astros are going to the World Series. They'll have some time to savor their rare ALCS championship win over the uh, New York Yankees for nothing last night. First game of the World Series, and their battle with the Dodgers begins on Tuesday. And media projections indicate a disappointing showing for a new Japanese opposition party that briefly excited voters. Looks like the Party of Hope is not going to win many seats. This is SRN News. Dr. Bill for Bay Area Medical, located at 6399 38th Avenue North in St. Pete, 727-384-6411, 727-384-6411. Full-service clinic with x-ray, heart imaging, ultrasound, stress testing, and minor surgery. We provide quality health care in a warm and friendly atmosphere. We are multilingual, well-trained, and certified. Most American insurance and new patients accepted. Bay Area Medical, home of can care, 727-384-6411, 727 384 
800-242-6411. Dr. Bill for West Coast Radiology. Our good friends at West Coast Radiology offer convenient and comprehensive x-ray diagnostics, including open MRI, CT scan, CT PET mammography, and ultrasound. With state-of-the-art equipment and four convenient locations, you're assured of friendly, comprehensive care. Most insurance is accepted and competitive self-pay rates, plus Saturday appointments. Call West Coast Radiology at 727-771-2795. That's 727-771-2795. You're shopping for life insurance. That's smart. You should talk to SelectQuote. Consider these numbers. We've helped millions of families, and we've been doing it for 33 years. And with Select Quote, you don't get just one quote like with other companies. You'll get up to 10 from highly rated insurers. How about these numbers? If you're a 40 year old male, Select Quote could get you $500,000 in coverage for under $25 a month. And if you're a 40 year old female, Select Quote could get you $500,000 in coverage for under $18 per month. But no matter how great the numbers, it all comes down to just one helping you. That's why Select Quote is America's number one term life sales agency. Call Select Quote at 800 747 6699. Again, 800 747 6699. That's 800 747 6699. Or visit SelectQuote.com to get your free quotes now. We shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. When most people hear the word leprosy, they wonder if it still even exists. But leprosy does exist. It's a disease that cripples and disfigures, sinking adults and children alike into lives of shame and isolation. Call American Leprosy Missions right now, 800-443-0838, 800-443-0838. That's 800-443-0838. Or give online at StopLeprosyNow.com. Today, warm and humid with clouds and sun, then a shower and thunderstorm in spots in the afternoon, the high will be 90. Tonight, partly cloudy, very warm and humid with a low 76. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy and humid with a shower or thunderstorm around in the afternoon, the high 84. And tomorrow night, overcast and humid with a shower or thunderstorm, the low 72. That's your AccuWeather forecast. I'm Dan Pittman for AM860, The Answer. Breaking up is hard to do. Don't take your love away from me. Don't you leave my heart in misery. If you go, then I'll be blue. Cause breaking up is hard to do. Remember. And I'm back. This is Dr. Bill. That was a little bit of Neil Sadaka. Breaking up is hard to do. I guess that NAFTA thing is going to be tough on some people. You know, prior we were checking out at uh, at the clothing store and uh, made mention of the fact that we're, we were from the United States. And this one woman looked at me real snidely and said, oh, from Trump land, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I, said, I said, ma'am, you can't believe everything you hear on CNN. And she says, I don't believe anything on Fox. And I'm thinking... Lady, you've never even listened to Fox, so don't give me that. But I just, I was, you know, I'm a guest, so I was cordial and and just bowed my head. But it's it's a tough thing. It's it's got a lot of people worried. I don't think it's really going to affect Canada and the United States. Our relationship should remain strong. But the, one of the questions is, if we push Mexico out and their standard of living falls, are they going to? head towards a more socialistic government like uh, these crazy people in Venezuela and Cuba. 
I don't know, and that's certainly one of the questions that is raised. As far as Trump goes, you know, this whole free trade agreement has had very little impact on the American economy. Yep. All you can do is see the stock market arrows pointing up day after day after day. And if I were Trump and I saw that, you know what I'd do? I think I'd say, geez, let's let's leave this alone. That's right. It seems to be working, but I don't think it's going to be as disastrous as it's being painted. Uh, at least I hope not. I, know, I, I just wish as an outsider that the White House administration could look a little less like the Ted Mack amateur hour. Well, you know, he's a showman, so that's, that's part of his shtick. That's how he got there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and he, he's found uh, a button that works. He's found something that appeals to his quote, quote base. And I don't listen to him. I'll read what they say. And I, I got to tell you, I did vote for him and I did so because I, I researched all of the candidates in the primaries, including Hillary and Bernie. And he was the only one that came out looking like he wasn't a, a scoundrel. That's you not know, the, to say he isn't, but it just it looked like he was the best of the lot. Well, you know, the thing is, a lot of <clears throat> a lot of what he says has merit. It's just the way he goes about yeah. it is enough to drive you around the bend. And the NAFTA thing is a typical example. Yes, <clears throat> it's not necessarily the worst deal in the history of mankind. Maybe the relationship with Mexico is not the best. But in terms of the relationship between Canada and the U.S., what could be better? It's basically a saw-off, and it's been a saw-off for years. 35 of the 50 states have Canada as their number one trading partner. Well, if you throw the whole thing down the drain, imagine the number of jobs in the U.S. that would be negatively impacted by doing so. It just doesn't make sense. So if we could have just a little less fire and brimstone and just a little bit more of an intelligent conversation about it, you know, the thing is, is uh, people who talk to him in private say he is such a gentleman. But once you put a camera and a spotlight on him, he's, he, Look turns, into, he turns into something else. And uh, it's, it's amazing to see that Jekyll and Hyde. But uh, I think that's probably typical of performers in general. You know, they have their little act that they put on. I, know, prior, I, was, I was thinking about the travel insurance. Did you know that the last two trips we have taken outside of the United States have been our travel insurer has been Alliance, which is out in Kitchener, based in, in Kitchener, Ontario. Ontario. Yes, yeah. sir. Well, you know the whole travel insurance business in the United States has essentially collapsed. It's all been driven out of the country now. So, the Canada is now servicing a lot of Americans who are traveling for their travel insurance. Tell me about tell me about the about the border issue when you came across. Uh, when was it? About a week ago? Yesterday, I guess it was. Yeah, Saturday a week ago. Well, uh, it didn't seem to take that long. Uh, the, the 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 officer at the at the gate there, he said, "You know, you have your passport." And I gave that to him. He says, "Well, what brings you to Canada?" And it's pouring down rain. So I said, "Oh, your lovely weather." And of course, that softens him up right away. He got a little smile on his face. Yeah. And, and then he wanted to know why I was coming in, and I said, "I'm coming to visit friends." And he wanted to know who. And I mentioned you, by the way. Uh oh. And uh, and I said, he's in Peterborough. And I said, Steve and Bonnie Griffin. He said, where do they live? I said, Markham. He said, oh, okay. So <laughs> it sounded like I knew what I was, you know, I actually yeah. had some connections. And he didn't give me a hard time. I got through right away. I had a harder time getting back across the border into the States. The last time I crossed, 
I thought the guy was going to have me strip and do a complete exam. I mean, it was just unbelievable. <laughs> well, what are you bringing back? Well, where do you live in Florida? Well, what's your address? Well, you know, it went on and on and on. And I thought, oh, my God. But I just, I was pleasant and I nodded just like I did to that sweet lady in the line yesterday. Yes, well, sir. the thing, yep, the, the thing is, you can never tell from one minute to the next what you're going to encounter. You're flying back home today and you'll be crossing at either Lewiston or Buffalo, and Lord knows what the lineup will be like. It would really be nice, you know, if this thing could be streamlined just a little bit more. When you stop to figure the, the average car that's made here in North America, crosses the border something like eight to nine to ten times in the process of being built. Of course. And, and wouldn't you think that it would benefit everybody if we could somehow streamline the border just a little bit such that you wouldn't go through what you went through the last time you, you came up here? Yeah, I miss the old days where you just showed your driver's license and they said, okay. and kept And you kept on going. Yeah, and there was a much easier system now. I think that the concerns over security are driving this, uh, and hopefully as the technology gets better, which it should, uh, the ability to screen people more quickly. I was talking to a guy in the lobby the other day down here at, in our hotel at, uh, in Toronto, and he was here on a convention for security hardware. And so we talked a little bit, and he said the face recognition uh, software and equipment is getting better, but it still has a ways to go. So that's part of the problem is that the technology is not caught up. However, it's it's getting closer and closer, and it's it will be at some point in time much easier. I do I do think so. Now you can get a, a pass from the, the the government from the Homeland Security people where you it's called next track. Yeah, it's called Nexus. I have one, and let me tell you, it's the best $50 I've ever spent in my life. Nexus, and then if you're traveling from outside of the United States other than from Canada, you can get the GOES, yeah. which is a, a, a quick way to get in and out. Now, I'm guessing we don't have ours yet. We're still waiting for our, our interview. You have to fill out a form, go through all this rigmarole, and then you have to go in and be interviewed so they can see your face and background check and bring in your birth certificate and Yes, as a matter of whatever. As a matter of fact, when I got my <clears throat> Nexus card, I don't know when it was, five, six years ago, whatever, uh, I had to go down to Fort Erie, which is right across the river from Buffalo, New York, and I had to go in, I had to go through two interviews, one with an American, one with a Canadian, and you sit through the entire interview with them telling you things that you cannot do. Don't even think of doing the following, and you sit there, and yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And that was it. And then I, they had me staring down a tube uh, to identify my irises. Well, I had eye surgery years ago, and I have a lens implant in one. And so that didn't work. So I have a special sticker on the back of my card, which means that I have to go through an individual as opposed to a machine every time I go through the border. But, boy, I'll tell you, if you have a chance to get a Nexus card or a GOES, get it. Get because it, it yeah. will save you an incredible amount of time. I think it was only a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks. It wasn't a lot. I can't remember. But mine was but fifty. Fifty. Well, the Canadians are so <laughs> cheap. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, but, but consider the exchange that brings it up to a hundred. That's true. So there you go. But yep. the uh, uh, the the interesting part of this is that you can get out of the line 
And we came in from the Orient this summer, and we flew into Hartsfield in Atlanta. And it took us two hours to get through. Yeah. I was so hot. Uh, so I said, we're getting the goes. That's it. And yep. there were people just zipping right through. There was one little kiosk for the goes people, and they just swiped their passport on it. It says you're good to go. And they're, they're, it's just to say we're home. That's all it is. And they don't even have to be uh, interviewed or stand at a kiosk and answer a bunch of stupid questions and yep, with my any food stuff yeah, in. Yeah, with my Nexus card, I haven't been delayed more than 15 seconds any time I've gone through customs, yet the customs hall is backed up and people are standing there for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. So it's a good thing to get, folks, if you travel outside of the United States or Canada or you're cross-border in Canada and the United States frequently. It's a great thing to have, and it'll help you fast-track your way through, but uh, those are my travel stories for the day. Yeah, now, before we wrap things up for this day, what we should do is we should talk about the CanCare Clinic on 38th Avenue North in St. Petersburg, which is the home away from home for the, for the local doctor, for all the Canadians. You know, in the Tampa Bay region, and I'm, I'm you know, including Sarasota, Bradenton, you know, the whole area around Tampa Bay, I've long felt that there's somewhere in the range of about three hundred to 400,000 Canadians during the wintertime. Yahoo! That's an awful lot of people. Yep. And Dr. Bill, for some reason or other, you have somehow managed to become the world-famous doctor for Canadians away from home and for Americans who are away from home as well. 38th Avenue North, the CanCare Clinic, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. And, and we do our best to really make it a pleasant experience, and we're always happy to extend a, a helping hand. So it's, it's, we really are your hometown doctor when you're away from home. So. We want you to come in. Of course, we're making a living off of this, but we'll treat you fairly. And I've had every travel insurance company that we have a contract with, they all say we trust you, Dr. Bill, because we know that we're going to get a straight, honest answer from you. And there are some physicians who will take advantage of the situation when they get a hold of a patient in the hospital or in their office, and they'll do the million-dollar workup and, yeah. and try to keep people in the hospital when they don't need to be there. And I will occasionally get a call from one of the travel insurance companies to intervene uh, by telephone, of course. But uh, it, it's it's an opportunity that is rare anywhere uh, to have a physician in a clinic set up that's more than happy to help you out and knows your travel insurance and offers all the different testing and diagnostic facilities that we have. We have plain x-ray. We have a nuclear camera for cardiac studies. We have... Uh, an ultrasound machine so we can do ultrasounds of the belly, we can do ultrasounds of the heart, we can do ultrasounds of the arteries and the kidneys, we can do all of that. We can do lung function testing, we have a wide armamentarium of uh, common medications that we sell to the Canadians and anybody else who wants to buy. And we also have in office uh, intravenous fluids, antibiotics, uh, anti-inflammatories, we do everything from heart attacks to toenails, and we're here for you. And we love and appreciate your support. We look forward to seeing you in this oncoming season. And all the, all the snowbirds, we've, we've got to flush you guys out. You've got to get, get going, <laughs> get, get your wings up and start flapping and get down there. We need you. Well, the, the Canadian market, and that's what Canada calling the radio newscast all over Florida serves throughout the winter. The Canadian market comes to Florida in waves. And the first wave 
starts in about a week to a week and a half. That's why Canada Calling goes back on the air all over Florida and on AM860 The Answer on Monday, November the 6th. We'll be back in our traditional time of 1 o'clock each weekday and uh, early Saturday mornings. But there are about four waves of Canadians who come down during the wintertime. The first one starts in about a week and a half. Another one starts right after Christmas. Another one happens middle of January. And then the real big one hits with the Canadian March school break, which is at the end of the first week of March. So there's those four periods during the wintertime when Florida really gains from Canadian tourism, but it all will be starting in about a week and a half. And Canada Calling will be back on the air all over the state of Florida beginning Monday, November 6th. And you'll be in Arizona and California and... Yeah, we can be heard all over the place, and we're, of course, online at CanadaCalling.com. CanadaCalling.com is where the whole 64-year history of the Canada Calling newscast uh, can be found, dating right back to the day when it launched back in January of 1954. Prior, how long has your uh, news show run? Uh, Five and a half minutes. Five and a half minutes. you're, You're doing Canadian news. It's a Canadian news, it's a news from home, and it all started back 64 years ago. The idea was, well, we'll replace a five-minute phone call, and we'll just tell everybody what they need to know about what's going on at home, and we'll tell them in five and a half minutes, and nothing much has changed over 64 years. Well, the weather has. Well, the weather has. You know what i got to do now? I've got to go outside, and i got to crank up the mulching mower, and i got to go and mulch all the leaves off the front yard. Well, we're packing up and getting ready to head back home to St. Pete, Florida. Uh, Gulfport is our city of residence, as you know, and it's in St. Pete. We're at 6399 38th Avenue North, right across from St. Pete General Hospital, and that's in the northwest corner of St. Petersburg. Uh, We see people from Sarasota, Bradenton, occasionally Fort Myers, Orlando. We see Canadians from all over the western half or the western quarter there of, uh, of Florida, and we're, we're happy to help you out any way we can. We've even had people that have come in and said, well, I drove two hours to get here, but I wouldn't go anywhere else. And, you know, I'm, <laughs> always, I'm floored I, when I hear that, but I'm grateful too. No, I have heard that story more times than I can shake a stick at. The number of people who have driven a long way and said, well, I've driven for two and a half hours, but at least I know when I'm coming to Dr. Bill at the CanCare Clinic, I'm going to be well taken care of. That's right. You will be, and we work hard to maintain our our image and our knowledge base and our equipment. It's not a cheap thing to run. We're not getting wealthy off of this, but we're having a good time, and it's you know it really gives you a sense of uh, fulfillment and involvement when you hear the gratitude come from your patients. And the Canadians are very grateful. Americans are grateful too. But it it, it widens your horizons, shall I say, and makes you look and see that. It's a big world out there, and there's a lot of people, and uh, it's a good feeling, Prior. It's a yep, good feeling. Yep, exactly. Well, I hope you have a good drive down the Queen Elizabeth Highway and uh, an easy crossing at either Lewiston or Buffalo, whichever one you do, and I hope you have a good flight home. Appreciate it, buddy. We're getting close to the end of the show, folks. We've got about 45 seconds left, and I just want to thank Prior Smith of Canada Calling for being back on the air with me. We're kicking off the season also want to remind you that I'm cranking up my website. I'm going to start selling some stuff. I'll let you know more <laughs> later. But 
got to make got to make this pay for itself. So far, it's been a public service uh, broadcast every Sunday from nine to ten a.m., which is fine. You know, I don't mind. It, it's helped the, the business. It's brought a few people in, and we have a loyal following. So that's that's a good thing. It doesn't hurt anything at all. And prior, I wish you the best. Tell your lovely wife I said hello. And this is Dr. Bill, your Radio MD. And we got any time left, Bill? Oh, we got 10 seconds. Love you guys. Thank you for being with me. And I look forward to next week. This is Dr. Bill. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.